Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling. How the devil are you? Really? How are you? Me? Well, this week has been a tough one and also a terrific one and all the things in between. Firstly, oh, thanks so much for coming and joining in with my Facebook Live, my very first one. It was just brilliant to talk to you and I do appreciate you taking time to come and say hello. (laughs) I did watch a bit of it back and saw how my mascara slowly slid down my face. (laughs) By the end of it, I just looked like some terrible sweaty panda. I was sitting outside in approximately four billion degrees. So yeah, you can understand why. But I think you may still be able to watch it at facebook.com slash see you in the desert. So do come and join in and say hello there anyway. It'd be lovely to talk to you. Well, firstly, this week we had news about the small one's teeth and her upcoming operation and it has been confirmed it won't be able to take place in the dentist's office so we are going to be heading to phoenix children's hospital now as i explained this means that we need to bring both our dental and our medical insurance into play and for a 40 minute operation and by operation i mean a dentist putting four caps on her poor crumbly little teeth We've been told to expect a bill between four and six thousand dollars. Forty minutes in a dentist chair in a hospital. No overnight stay, no drug treatment program, no post-operative care. Four to six thousand dollars. We've got good insurance. We pay quite a lot medical insurance as well. Now, of course, I want my baby to be safe. I totally understand why they can't do it in a dentist office where they are taking her to the hospital but man alive I do not understand how millions of Americans think that this is a good system something as simple as putting four caps on a teeth due to a health condition I can't help but think (sighs) that four thousand dollars deposit that that evil landlord kept from us (sighs) that would really come in really handy right now we both work full time. We've both got good jobs. Still, four to six thousand dollars. Just check down the back of the sofa, eh? See if that's lying around. Goodness me. Now, if I knew I could go to Mexico or rather get back into the US from Mexico, I think I would go and talk to some of the doctors and dentists there. I know so many Arizonans do this. I've talked about that on a previous podcast, but that's not an option right now. So. All I'm thinking this week is treasure the NHS. Hold it tight. Respect it. Never let it go. It's the Wild West out here, I tell you, in so many ways. Also this week, we've seen the return of the extreme heat warning in Phoenix. 43 degrees isn't seen as extreme heat here. (laughs) That's just summer. But we're up to 47 this week or around 116 by today. And that's really then just hanging out for the next seven days or so. It has been the hottest summer on record this year in Phoenix. There's still no sign of the monsoon season, although a few storm clouds have been gathering just to tease us. There's been absolutely no rain. Now, this has meant two things. Firstly, my windscreen cracked on my car. (laughs) 
<laughs> right up the middle. It happened on Dave's car a few weeks ago, and I thought, oh, maybe hit a stray pebble or something like that, even though he said he hadn't noticed it. But mine was actually in the garage when it happened. We took it to the repair place, 500 bucks. Thanks very much. And they said, oh, yeah, when it gets this hot, this can happen every single year. Oh, good. The heat also means that when things get a bit overwhelming, as they have been with hospitals and wing screens and the growing angst I'm feeling over not knowing when I can see my mum or dad again or any of Dave's family because of bloody coronavirus, you can't even go for a walk any time after about 6am. You know, sometimes you just want to go for a walk, clear your head, give yourself 10 minutes. You just can't do that in the summer here in Phoenix. That is one thing that I've really felt over the last couple of weeks. We weren't in lockdown probably be a bit easier but all these things together goodness me also this week an absolutely idiotic international courier firm have lost a really important letter to do with the sale of our house in england now i'm already feeling super emotional about the sale of this house you know how stressful it is to sell the house anyway this feels extra big because oh i didn't really want to sell my house but i think it's the best thing to do and everything's been so difficult And now this stupid firm, we paid so much money to get it guaranteed delivery on the 3rd of August. And since then, they've lied and ignored us. And now we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's cost us so much time and effort and such a massive headache. I've just felt really stressed out by it. Even the girls, bless them, who've been really coping well with lockdown and the return to virtual school last week and everything else that's been going on, reached a point at the weekend when they were both, well, but especially my eldest, really, really fed up. Mummy, my 12-year-old said to me, I've watched all the YouTube videos, I've played all the games, I've seen all the films, I've eaten all the food and there's nothing left to do. She was just so miserable, bless her. And I get it. I asked her, what's going to make you feel better? Bearing in mind that, you know, we can't really do anything. She said one word to me, cake. (laughs) So my first reaction was, no, come on, don't be silly. I'm not going to go out in a pandemic to buy a cake. Surely playing a game together or painting or something wholesome or healthy would be a better choice. And then I thought, do you know what? Whatever gets you through the night. So we put our masks on and we got in the car and we drove to Winco, which is a massive warehouse type shop here. And we went to the bakery and we bought a cake. Ooh, whose birthday is it? Said the woman behind the cash register. No one's, I said. It's been that week and we're done with it. I love that, she said. That's great. Well done. (laughs) We drove home and we ate cake and we listened to Kate Bush and we had a good old cry. And you know what? We felt better. But the next day, I just felt really ropey again. Like my brain was just full of work and housework and homeschooling and constantly being asked stuff and cleaning up and washing and trying to do maths or should I say math that I haven't done for 30 years. And do I work from home or do I live at work? That's what a cartoon said in the New Yorker last week. And I thought, you know what? I don't know. I don't know anymore, but I just want to switch off from everything just for a minute. So I did. I went on holiday on my own just for a day. God, it was brilliant. 
I headed about 20 minutes away to a town very aptly called Carefree and I booked a room at a hotel and I went inside and I shut the door and I didn't talk to anyone. I ate a veggie burger and drank two glasses of wine and watched absolute garbage on TV. (laughs) And no one asked me why I was watching that rubbish and the dog didn't whine to go out and the cat didn't scratch the sofa and no one spilt anything or had a row or asked me what was for dinner or moaned about dinner or needed anything. And I just slept. Now, I recognise how massively lucky I am to be able to do that. So many people have not had the chance to even get away for a minute. And I think it's really, really important to be grateful for what you have. But it's also really important to recognise when things are hard. Of course, someone is always going to be worse off than you. That doesn't mean your suffering isn't suffering. It's not a competition. (laughs) Some people always say, get a grip. You could be living in Syria. Do you know what? That's utterly reductive. I miss my parents. I'm really worried about them. Some people's parents have died. And I feel heartbroken for those families. I really do. And I'm sending them loads of love. But that doesn't mean I don't really miss my parents. I've got a job. And again, I'm so grateful for that, especially as so many people are suffering right now from unemployment and furlough and uncertainty. But that doesn't mean that working from home nearly every single day for six months is a breeze. I'm lucky enough to have a supportive husband, but good grief, that doesn't mean it's a ruddy rom-com in our house day in, day out. I'm someone who always tries to see the positive. But sometimes trying to see the positive is just another thing that you have to try and do. And it becomes really, really difficult. And that's when you need self-care, knowing when you need to press pause or whether it's cake or lying in a room on your own or asking for help. We need to do it. Times are really hard at the moment. Let's give ourselves a break, eh? I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 